Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into the Roxpile Rockies Report. I'm Noah Yingling, one of the co-experts of Roxpile. And as always, I'm joined by Kevin Henry, who's back in colorado kevin how are yes. you doing well Noah. doing well it's a beautiful weekend here as the rockies wrap up the home part of their schedule and it looks like they're going to wrap up with another loss to the san diego padres it almost seems like the road rockies have come to course yeah this has not been the homestand that you wanted them to end with you know swept by the giants and they win friday night against the padres and lose the next two so as we record this, they're in the late innings at Coors Field. The Rockies will end up with a 41 and 40 record at home, it looks like, and will be 27 and 46 against teams over 500 heading into that road trip that we've talked about oh so much San Francisco and LA for nine games to end the season. And assuming they lose today, they will have a record of 65 and 88. They could yeah. get very close to not winning a game the rest of the year, to be quite honest. Yeah, I, I think it really depends on how much of the Dodgers going to be invested in that last series because they've got a pretty comfortable lead right now over the Mets slash Braves, whoever's going to win the NL East for that number one seed. So they don't have to do too much to get that top seed. And if that's the case, what's there left to play for for the Dodgers in the regular season? But the bench Dodgers are better than the bench Rockies. True. And, and I think that's where, you know, and I feel like we've talked about this since the schedule first came out and since the lockout happened and we knew that this, the opening series was going to be moved to the end of the season for six road games, but what is there left for the Rockies fans to watch? And you and I, in our last podcast, we were talking about, Hey, maybe Tovar, maybe Chris Bryant. Well, we know it's going to be one out of two. Yeah. Uh, we know that Tovar's already debuted and Chris Bryant has been ruled out officially for the rest of the season. So is watching Tovar hit on the road enough for Rockies fans to say, okay, I can see me some Tolia. I can see me some Bouchard. Uh, I can watch me some Treo. That's enough to keep me interested. No. You I can know, tell you right now, that's a no. 
and, and and you know if you if you and i read through twitter quite a bit we see what all's going on uh you know and and the biggest thing i think is that tovar has generated a bump in excitement at least there yeah. there's a pulse suddenly so i think people will be interested to see tovar the rest of the year and let's be honest the rockies caught dare i say a little bit of a break because they don't have to make a big decision with Alan Trejo. They just shift him over to second base in the absence of Brendan Rogers, who, if you remember, B-Rod was not hitting very well whenever he went on the injured list. Yeah. So, so actually that middle infield being two young guys and yeah, yeah I can say younger than Brendan Rogers, but still two young guys. It, it's been interesting to see their chemistry this weekend, of course. And and that's one of the things uh, here in the last week. Do the Rockies decide to bring Rogers back or do they shut him down? I, you know, it's, it's funny because you and I didn't talk about this before we went on the air. And, and I've been wondering that same question. I almost think with Rogers, he needs to get a little bit of a positive mojo heading into the end of the season. I think that if he can go in with some hits and, last three games or whatever it is, just something to take into the off season. You know, I remember when I, uh, I was in Chicago and talking to Ryan McMahon, talking to Brennan Rogers, you know, so many of those guys said that it was important to have a little bit of positive something heading into the off season. So I think if B-Rod can come back, he will want to at least get some swings in, but you know, will they, will they want him to, will the hamstring be ready for that? And I mean, that is the same thing with Brian of, mm-hmm. okay, something a little bit positive to go into the off season. But we're more than a week out from the end of the regular season. It's already, I'm not coming back. No. And, and the timing of that was really interesting because there was that even bigger glimmer of hope because he put on the baseball spikes and was running and doing things actually in baseball shoes. So I'm not sure where the switch flipped off that all of a sudden, no, Bryant shouldn't come back even though he's making these steps forward. So now I wonder, do you dial back the rehab and just let him progress on his own during the offseason and really ramp it back up maybe a little bit earlier than everybody else heading into spring training next year? Yeah, and that's that's going to be one of the storylines of the offseason. Mm-hmm. Is sure. that, okay, Chris Bryant was good when he played with the Rockies, but he missed three quarters of their game. And that's something that Bill Schmidt talked about on Saturday Mm -hmm. was, okay, he thinks they have a good offense when Bryant is there. And he thinks he said that it was situational hitting. That is Mm -hmm. their problem. Yep. The problem with that is that the Rockies actually hit better with runners in scoring position than they do regularly. Neither of which are particularly great but they still, they hit much better with runners in scoring position than they do regularly. And this is the problem that they have entering the offseason is, okay, we're expecting Rodgers to step up next year. We're expecting Tovar to be a Trevor Story. Yep. We're expecting Ryan McMahon to take another step forward. We're expecting... Randall Gritchick to take another step forward. We're expecting essentially you're at the same spot as you were last year. 
because yeah. how many of their position players have improved from last year to this year? Yeah. And I would and I say think, Brendan Rogers because right. just because of the health overall, I playing 130 games. Yep. Ryan McMahon, same. Blackman, about the same. Connor Joe has regressed. CJ Crone, especially in the second half. I mean, he if you look at his numbers, he's Homers, RBIs, it's about the same, but the average is down, the on base is down, the slugging is down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He when CJ is cold, he's cold. And when yeah. he's hot, I mean he he's not a lukewarm guy. He's one or the other, it feels like. Yeah. And and for a long time after that all-star game, CJ was not the slugger they needed him to be. And and I think that now you've got a really interesting conundrum because you do have Tolia who granted the strikeout rate is still pretty high and that's something that's going to need to be addressed and, and hopefully worked on, but he's also proven that he can be pretty good at first base as well. So would the Rockies consider doing something in the off season with Crone knowing that Tolia needs to find somewhere to play. And if you're putting Tolia in the outfield, as you and I have talked about, it's already a crowded outfield and it's going to get even more crowded with Chris Bryant returning next year. And not to mention, they want to sign an outfielder. Yep. That's what Schmidt told me in Chicago. The perfect, perfect world. The Rockies get a center fielder who's also a leadoff hitter. Now, that sure sounds like Brandon Nemo to me. And I know we've talked a little bit about the, you know, you and I have chatted a little bit about what that could mean for the Rockies, especially defensive wise. But on, on the offensive side of things, Nemo would be a great fit. And that's the thing. They have to be able to balance that. And this is the problem when they have Charlie Blackman still on the team and Randall Gritchick still on the team. Because Charlie Blackman, okay, next year, we're under the assumption that he's going to exercise his player option, which I'd say there's probably a 98% chance that's going to happen. He's your DH automatically that that creates a domino effect across the team sure because he is not a league average hitter or better and he's your dh he's not particularly a great defender this also blocks some of your infielders because if you don't have charlie blackman there you could move cj crone to dh and have Tolly at first or you could have montero as your dh but instead now you have blackman at dh And you have all these other outfielders as well. And this also affects, I think, and I want to see your opinion on this too. Yeah. Of one outfielder that I think will be on his way out. Okay. And that's Connor Joe. Yeah. I think he will probably be non-tender. I can see the Rockies getting rid of Connor Joe and Garrett Hampson in the offseason. Uh, I can see them ensuring that Sam Hilliard is not a part of their future either, whether that means taking him off to 40 man or whatever that means. Um, I think that there's a lot of things that the Rockies could. And, you know, I feel like every year we say they could do this in the off season and then they, they surprise us a little bit, but I think this is the year that, you know, 
to use the Dick Monfort quote, I think the cut bait actually happens this offseason. I really do. And if they don't, if you always do what you've always done, mm-hmm. you will always get what you have always gotten. You know, and, and if, uh, you know, our friend Patrick Saunders, you know, he put together his tentative opening day lineup for next year. And to be perfectly honest with you, it looked a lot like the opening day lineup for 2022, except there was a Tolly and a Tovar sighting. But yeah. everything else remained pretty much the same. And if that's the lineup the Rockies roll out next year, I think the, the not anarchy, although I think some Rockies fans are ready for anarchy, but the, the apathy, I, I think that it's just going to keep going even in, you know, into next season, the current Rockies fan base right now. People are just like, eh. And particularly, particularly with some of his comments, there were some fans that were like, okay, what is Bill Schmidt looking at? Like, like with Gritchick. Okay. He, he proclaimed that he was close to his career highs. He was not, he, he was not and is not. 31 homers is his career high. He has 17. 80 RBI is his career high. He has 68. Semi close. Um, you look at OPS plus his career high is 117. He's at 93. His regular OPS plus, uh, regular OPS career high is 803. And this is in more than 400 plate appearances. It's 803 this year. It's 728. And you're playing at a more hitter friendly ballpark in half of your games. Yep. And I think that's where Rockies fans have a problem is, okay, we can objectively see that's, that's not the case. Yep. We can see that it's not necessarily the situational hitting. It's just the hitting overall. And something that wasn't really addressed much was the pitching. Have any of them, any of them taken a step forward this year? No, at least with the starting rotation. Right. Not a single one of them. No, no. And, you know, I I was just checking the score and uh, Rockies got a five spot put up on them in the eighth inning by the Padres. And four of those runs came and believe it's on four hits and no outs recorded by Mr. Colomay. Yeah. A guy who I think all of us will still wonder why he was not traded at the deadline and this is uh, this is another thing too of okay there there's always hindsight is 2020 and second guessing okay that's one thing but when you're first guessing yeah and you're on the outside and you even fans are like okay why wasn't crone traded why wasn't column traded why wasn't cool traded yeah and each one of those three have gotten worse as uh, in the second half. Yeah. And, and, and now they're, they're blocking other players as well. You know, and, and it's unfortunate because cool is a guy that I'll be, I'll be honest. I've come to respect a lot in the clubhouse. Uh, yeah. I think he's a very upfront. 
he will tell you what he's thinking instead of giving you a standard answer after the game. You know, you, you've seen it. I've yeah. seen it, uh, you know, whenever we're doing interviews with him. And the frustration level that he had after his next to last start as we're recording this, uh, I believe it was Monday night uh, whenever the Giants were in town. Yeah. The, the frustration level that he had, you it was palpable. You could feel it. Chad Cool knows he's not pitching like he was. And to be perfectly frank, he can't figure out why because he's making the same pitches. He's just getting coursed every once in a while. And so, you know, the, the biggest thing has been the home run with him. Uh, I believe it was 11 straight games that he'd given up a home run. But the problem is that those are maybe solo homers. So those aren't the things that are doing the damage against him. It's more of the, the drop in bloops and everything else. And Chad, to me, it feels like that he gets very frustrated with those little dinks and doinks. And then it just kind of steamrolls on him. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit more about the pitching and something in particular that we have noticed that had been a strength of the Rockies. Still a strength, but it's not leading to results. We'll talk about that on the other side of the break. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back here on the Rocks Pile Rockies Report. Noah Yingling and Kevin Henry here with you. And we teased on the other side of the break about the Rockies and particularly with their pitching staff. It had been the, the two things that had been kind of the thing that, okay, we might be able to actually succeed as a pitching staff. If we have a high ground ball percentage and a low fastball spin rate, particularly with the ground ball percentage, it's been pretty good. If you look at the starting pitchers, I mean, Marquez, he's one of the top pitchers in baseball and ground ball percentage by starting pitchers. And it hasn't led to success. He's Right now, he's got a 47.7% among starting pitchers with at least 100 innings pitched. That's 21st in baseball. He has more innings pitch. He has 169 two thirds right now. So if you, if you went up to 150 innings minimum pitched, that ground ball percentage is 11th. Hmm. And you look at some of the others, Kyle Freeland is, he hasn't necessarily been a big ground ball pitcher in his career, but it percentage wise or ranking wise, I should say, it's been up a little bit this year. As we're seeing today, he's not pitching particularly well at Coors Field. No. Antonio Senzatella, same thing. He's had a high ground ball rate and hasn't led to success at Coors. And this is where I think it might actually be their biggest problem going into next year is, okay, you could sign Brandon Nimmo. You could have a healthy Chris Bryant. You could have, let's say that Crone is traded and Montero and Ortoli are given some more playing time and succeed. You still don't have any pitching. No. Uh, And, you know, one thing that I thought was interesting out of the Bill Schmidt presser at Coors is that he, he did believe that Ryan Rollison and Peter Lambert would both be in the mix for pitching next year. Uh, Does, does that make anybody feel better about what's coming? No. You know, I mean, because no. really you're looking at Jose Urania and Chad Cool, or possibly Lambert and Rawlison, because your front three is already signed. Your front three yeah. is done. You know, it's going to be Freeland, Marquez and Senzatella, provided Senzatella makes it back from the knee injury on time. And you likely have Austin Gomber in there as well. Great point, because Gomber is definitely wanting to get back into the starting rotation and out of the bullpen. And dare I say, they still don't know what they're doing with Denelson Lamette. Because Lamette is a guy who wants to be a starter as well. He wants to get back to the starting role. And that could be a big wild card there. Yep. Because in 2020, granted it was a shortened season, he had 12 starts in the 60-game season, 209 ERA, 201 ERA plus. He came in fourth in Cy Young Award voting in the National League. Yep. That's an arm the Rockies could use in the rotation. But 
when you're coming off of seasons like Marquez, Senzatella, and Freeland are having, and Gomber as well, are you willing to have, dare I say, five question marks in your starting rotation? And not even be willing to have it. Do you really think you can contend with five question marks in your starting rotation? So I'm going to dovetail that question in with some news that we heard that Bud Black will be back next year with the Rockies. And I think what you just asked right there about the questions is one of the biggest reasons why they're very confident in Bud coming back because they believe in his impact on young pitching. And the Rockies could well need that next year more than they have since Freeland and Marquez were the young guys of the rotation back during the postseason days. So I think that for Bud to be back is a really good thing for the Rockies. And I think it's a really good thing because they've got to figure out what their pitching is and they need a guy who knows pitching leading that Rubik's cube they're trying to solve. Furthermore, do you think that there will be any casualties in the coaching staff among the pitching personnel? I don't know about pitching personnel. I still wonder if Dave Magadan will be with the team next year or not. I, I think it could be more on the hitting side than it could be on the pitching side. I may be wrong because I think even though the numbers may not tell that, the optics are that the Rockies struggle at the plate. And so I think that Magadan could be the guy who who is not with them next year. But it would not surprise me at all if everything was still status quo heading into the offseason or into the spring training next year. And and that's the thing. I mean, we talked about it in the first segment. If you always if you always do what you've always done, you will always get what you've always got. Absolutely. They have changed some. Bringing up Tovar, Bouchard, Tolia, all those that we've mentioned, and even some on the pitching side as well. Mm-hmm. Noah Davis, who was sent back down after column A was reinstated from the bereavement list if i'm not yep. mistaken um right. gavin hollowell for example uh, and then even a few others ryan feltner so okay you do want to give them some time and you there there will be an adjustment period but Right now, are they even close to being a playoff contender, even if they add a starting pitcher, let's say, and a mid-level starting pitcher at that, not even a back-end, let's say a mid-level. Let's say you add Brandon Nimmo and you have a healthy Chris Bryant. Are they still a team that will win more than 80 games? No. And, and I think it goes back to your, your point earlier about everything they're expecting to happen or hoping to happen as yeah. part of the plan. And I, I go back to a comment that you and I talked about last year about how they had a lot of holes to fill, a lot of plugs they had to make in the dam. And when Chris Bryant left the lineup, the dam broke. Yeah. Bottom line. And I think this offseason, again, unless there is massive churn in the roster, which could happen, I really do believe it could. But even with that massive churn, is it going to be enough that all those holes that we all see and the numbers tell us are there, will they actually be plugged? Or will it be, well, we got halfway there? Yeah. 
And one guy, and it seems like I kind of beat up on him a lot, but I mean, it. he hasn't, he hasn't played well. He's Garrett Hampson. Right. We talked about him in the first segment of a guy that might be gone. We were talking a month and a half, two months ago of, okay, he's, he's started to progress. Um, and then really ever since Bryant went on the injured list, I mean, he, he hasn't fallen off a cliff. He's fallen off a cliff into the Colorado river and he's floating, he's floating away. I mean, yep. it's well, his offense. I mean, 70 uh, OPS plus in 2020, 71 in 2021. It was in the high eighties and into the nineties. Now it's at 64. So, so I think one thing that's very damning whenever it comes to Garrett Hampson is what we heard earlier in the week about Alan Trejo, that in the off season, they're going to try to show Trejo off outfield as well. And doesn't yeah. that sound a lot like Garrett Hampson? Which means Garrett Hampson's not going to be there. Right. That's my thought too. I agree completely. And, and I wonder do you feel more comfortable with what Trejo has shown you this year? If they can show him some outfield, you know, then, then you do have a Hampson in there. Personally, I think the answer is yes. Yeah. I think Trejo's proven himself enough this year, especially when Iglesias went out and Trejo filled in a shortstop all those games before Tovar showed up. I think that they still want to have a backup shortstop to Tovar next year. And I think Trejo is that guy, not a Garrett Hampson. In his last 36 games, Garrett Hampson is at 134 with a 385 OPS. He has five yeah. stolen bases. That okay. Well, but and, if you aren't getting on base. <laughs> well, and, and look what they did Friday night in the extra innings against the Padres. They they put Hampson as the pinch runner at second base in the 10th inning, and he came around and scored on the Trejo hit. Yeah. That's where you use Garrett Hampson, using for his speed. But how many times are you going to say, hey, we need a pinch runner right here? How often and does that happen? The, the thing is, there's, there's teams that can do that. They are much, they have a lot more talent than the Rockies. Sure. The Mets, they have Terrence Gore on their roster for one reason and one reason only. Yep. To steal bases and in late innings to be a pinch runner to score. Yep. Look at the, oh, this is for the boomers in the crowd. Uh, look at the Oakland A's in the seventies. They had Herb Washington for one reason and one reason only to be the fastest man on the freaking planet to run the bases. <laughs> he and, didn't and hit. Again. He was yeah. not a baseball player. He was a track star for one reason. <laughs> they, they, they wanted him to run. It's it. And Ham and Hampson fulfills that. And to be perfectly frank, they've used Connor Joe for the same thing a few times. He's been a pinch runner and only. And I think that that says a lot right there as well. Yeah. By the way, with Herb Washington, he played 105 game, 105 regular season games in the major leagues. He had exactly zero plate appearances. <laughs> hey, that, that's not what they needed him for. Yeah, he had 31 stolen bases. He was caught 17 times, though, because that's that's a thing where, I mean, oh yeah, he didn't know baseball. He was a track star, so just getting reads on pitchers, sometimes you get caught. But yep. he did have 31 stolen bases. 
So I think that, you know, it's going to be interesting these last nine games of the year. You know, we talked about what can Rockies fans look for other than Tovar and Tolia and maybe some of the young guys. I think it's also how much playing time that some of these guys that we've talked about, Connor Joe, Garrett Hampson, how much playing time do they see in the last nine games of the season? And my bet is going to be not a lot unless it's a getaway day lineup or something like that. And something else that I think that, will be interesting to see and i saw this pointed out on twitter i i always forget who the people are who have them because part of it is i'm on there too often but um at this point i i do want to see tolia personally get some more playing time but why is he getting more playing time than montero yeah i think that was our friend uh luke hall uh, oak tree uh oak tree status i think it was yeah i saw I that same was, exact thing. Mentioned, yeah. yep yep I saw the exact same thing. Montero's been a really interesting case study. And maybe we'll look, you know, at our our postseason uh, podcast. Maybe we'll look at that. But uh, Montero's been a very interesting case study this year as far as playing time. Because Tolia, when he came up, man, it was like, okay, you're in the lineup and you are playing. And he didn't have a day off for quite some time. Montero rotted on the bench often. Yeah, before he actually got some regular reps. And then that's kind of tailed off a little bit lately too. And not to mention of the trio of Montero, uh, actually the the quartet of Montero, Trejo, Tolia, and Bouchard. Who's hitting the best out of them? I think it may be Bouchard. I was going to say, yep. Bouchard is actually been- particularly close either. It's been very quiet success for Bouchard this year. So- Hey, we're going to wrap this one up knowing that there's a nine game stretch coming up again. Rockies have an off day on Monday at San Francisco for three at Los Angeles for six. We are going to be tracking those along with you to see what Ezekiel Tovar does on the road, to see what Michael Tolia can do, to see how rosters are laid out, lineups are constructed and what that might mean for next year. And we're going to talk about that next time on the podcast. Noah, what you got, man? With nine games left, quick prediction. How many games do you think the Rockies are going to win? I think they go three and six. You're much more optimistic than I am. (laughs) (laughs) I will will be generous and say two and seven. For those of you who have the 70 bet, here's hoping that you get it. Uh, That would be an interesting thing to see. So, But we'll be watching it, and we'll be back next time. So for my partner and friend, Noe Yingling, this is Kevin Henry signing off. And as always, Go Rockies. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.